Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Big Business Podcast. I'm Darsh Desai, and I'm here with Kumar Sharma. And uh, today we are going to talk about uh, Kumar's car dealership. All so right. You started a car dealership. Yes, yes. Absolutely. So, you know, that's pretty crazy. Um, obviously, you know, you're big in the real estate world. And uh, I guess you're kind of just like a serial entrepreneur. So what led you into starting a car dealership? Yeah, that's actually a story behind it. Um, I, I never thought I'll be in the in the car business. That would be the last thing I think I would I will ever start. But actually, um, I I believe in connecting with people. I believe in connecting with other like-minded people or individuals. So actually, I have a business partner in the car business. Um, his name is Marty. Very good, very hardworking guy. So I knew Marty from from a long time. So I knew him from 10 years. He was working for another car dealership in town. So his boss sold the business. So his boss sold the business and he called me. He said like, hey, uh, the, the business is sold. The new owner came in and uh, I'm going to go work for some bigger company like Corwin or something. So I knew Marty is good. He's a very good salesman. And uh, I bought a lot of cars for my business, my real estate business from him. So he always dealt really good with us and always treated us fair. And the biggest thing is a very good salesman. I knew that. So if you are interested in a car, he'll sell you a car. Mm -hmm. You know, that's you have to show an interest. He'll he'll make sure you have a car the next day. Sure. So so I thought, you know, maybe I told him, let's go. I have a building in a very good traffic, high traffic area. So I told him, like, why don't you go ahead and uh, let's try it. Let's let's try a business. I will uh, put some initial capital, around $20,000, and why don't you try the business? And if it doesn't work out, you can go work for Corbin. But he always talked about starting his own business, and I can provide the business experience. Mm-hmm. He can provide the sales experience. So that's how we connected, and we said, let's start a car dealership. Right, right. Yeah, that's pretty <clears throat> crazy. So, and, and you started this 2020. End of 2019. End of 2019. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you guys, so you put 20,000 into it. What did, what, what, what did that 20,000 do? So that 20,000 was used for like office furniture. We put new flooring actually in the front office. Sure. Uh, we bought some office supplies. So basically just small things like that. That's, and we sure. have some reserve, like $5,000 reserves. Sure. Sure. And, and the, and the dealership, and I've been to the dealership. Um, that was so. That was your old, one of your old offices that you guys converted, correct? When there, there was a story behind why you went there first. Yeah, actually, it's a, it's actually my old shop. Yeah, it, it's my old shop. Actually, it does have a front office, uh, which actually it's just in a very high traffic area, like right on twenty first. <clears throat> so it's a that's the reason it, it was there. It mm-hmm. was paid and paid for. There was no mortgage on it. Yep. So I was like, you know, overhead will be low and let's, let's, let's try it out. Right. Uh, right. That's pretty cool. So, you know, one thing that I've always wondered, you know, whenever I'm driving past these, these lots, I always see a lot of cars sure. out there. Um, do you guys have to buy those cars up front or how, how does that happen? Or did someone like front them to you? So majority of the time, actually, the, those cars are bought uh, with a loan. So so you go get a loan. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest uh, biggest company who uh, everybody borrow from is AFC. So you go AFC. They have the offices in major 
car um, auctions like uh, Odessa or New York Mills or Minneapolis. Sure. They're all over the country. So they are, you actually buy the car from them. Uh, so you buy the car, sorry, from the auction and they pay for it at the auction. So mm. there's a system behind it and that's how you actually finance the car. But you do finance the car. They do finance the car 100% depending on what the value is. They do say, like, if you bought a car that's actually worth 5000 but you paid 10000 there'll be a problem. Mm, so. Interesting. And and what's what are they called? AFC. AFC. Yes. AFC. So and so when you buy it through AFC, you're just paying interest on it until you sell it. Yes, actually, you pay interest on it unless unless it's not actually unless you sell it. Actually, sixty to ninety days. Mm-hmm. So that's the in the perfect world, the car should not be in the lot more than sixty to ninety days. It has to get sold in that time. Sure. Uh, if it's at the lot. Uh, more than 60 to 90 days there's something wrong is uh, your price is high or there's something wrong with yep. it or it's dirty or so there's some issues right right mm-hmm. interesting so AFC is financing and I know we were mm-hmm. kind of talking off camera as well and, and you were telling me that AFC you guys aren't using them you, you guys started kind of your own fund to finance your own cars correct correct so so the reason uh, so in the beginning since I was handling the business business aspect of uh, business side of the business so actually with my accountant so we were actually calculating like how much is how much we are paying in interest actually they say the interest is actually eight ten percent sixty dollar for sixty days ninety dollar for ninety days but they have a lot of fees that's calculated in there so after the fees i was like this is a very high interest actually through afc through afc like we're paying very high interest so i talked to my accountant bookkeeper and uh, they said, yeah, you're, you're paying high interest to them. So what we decided is actually, we actually decided to raise a fund. Uh, actually, there's another company called Five Element Funding. So mm-hmm. we decided to raise the fund through Five Element Funding. We raised around half a million dollars. And I was like, we're going to finance the finance the cards. So the, the, the thing with that is actually, it's just not the high interest. There's a lot more goes on with it. Mm-hmm. For example, if car is at the lot more than 60 days, you have to pay now 25% to buy it, buy it a little down. Sure. So you have to pay 25% to AFC. So AFC comes and actually inspect the cars. So then the cars better be at the lot at the time when right. they come in. Right. So that's a lot of hassle back and forth. Now with our fund, we actually, it's easy now. You yep. know, if the car is more than 90 days, we know it's going to sell. You mm-hmm. know, I, I know Marty is very, um, very aggressive. He'll get it sold. Something mm-hmm. will happen. Mm-hmm. So we actually decrease the interest, and we also got rid of all the requirements that comes with it. Interesting. Interesting. So Five Elements is that's a group that you started. Yes, the, okay. the, the group or company. I started. Got it. So then, so then you guys just raised money. So you guys raised a half a million. So since you guys raised that fund, have you guys just been cycling that half a million through? Every, yeah. So there's just, you know, you haven't had to raise additional funds. No, no. Half million is, I think, more than enough at the level we are doing. So we, we, we didn't have to get more money or raise more money. Right. And that's pretty impressive because I know you were, so you were telling me at one point you guys were selling like 20, 20 to 30 cars yeah, a, a, 20, a month. Yeah, 25. Which is, which is really good for a small, you know, two-man dealership. One-man dealership, because only Marty's there during the day. No, I, actually, we have uh, we have hired the second employee, which is Marty's son. So. so Marty, so it's Marty and Marty's son. So 30 cars is a lot yeah. in one month. 25, 30, yeah. And, uh, and so you're just able to cycle that money through and through. Yeah, surprisingly, after pandemic, actually, car business took off, like yeah. everybody knows. Yeah. So, 
So actually, there's a big margins now in used cars that they were never seen before. Actually, mm-hmm. so that's that's very impressive right now. What's going on? And and we are actually Mod is actually not not we. So what Mod is actually able to find the cars. So that's actually more impressive. Like when people are struggling to find the cars. Right, right. And that kind of leads me into you know my next question is where how are you guys finding these cars? Because everyone is talking about how cars are so expensive. They can't find cars. All the dealers are saying we don't have cars. Where are you guys finding cars? So, so the first uh, small dealers, the first sources to go to the uh, the auctions. Yeah. So that's the first thing. So he and you and you guys are just doing used cars right now. No just, new cars. Right? Just a used cars. Just used cars. Yeah. Okay. No, no new cars. So. So the first thing is to go to the auctions. So uh, the one nice thing about him is, and since we have second employee also help us with that, he can go to auctions in town here, New York Mills, Minneapolis mm-hmm. area, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, a lot of online auctions. You can, he's buying actually things from Texas and stuff like this. Um, again, it's a little bit more risk involved. So you haven't test drive it or seen the car. But then if you bought cheap enough and you, you can calculate your risk. And second thing, actually, where we are actually finding majority of the cars are, we actually go to some of these group of people or group of dealer, actually. They do have a dealer license, but they are not interested in selling or dealing with the public. So they buy these salvage cars, fix them up they have very good expertise and they have shop set up where they fix the cars but they sell it to us at a little bit of discounted price so where we can go and retail the car so actually that's actually working out very well for us interesting so these are these are like wholesale dealers that well, are doing this so you can say it's wholesale dealers the 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 people who have maybe some kind of uh, language barrier maybe uh, but they they just don't want to have a shop or they don't want to have a lot and deal with day-to-day customers so. sure interesting so a lot of them are salvage titles and i'm sure you're finding a lot of clean titles as well yes so majority of our clean title recently we've been doing a lot of lot of salvage so so when you find the salvage title ones are you guys fixing them up yourselves or how do you how do you no, I guess I guess when you buy them, do you already buy them fixed up, or are you buying them and then fixing them up? No, we buy those fixed up, but we do have a couple of part-time mechanics who fix them if there's sure. anything. We also have a detailer, part-time detailer. Interesting. So. so that you know kind of reminds me a lot of like what we do in real estate mm-hmm. is you know we're buying these apartment buildings or, or even smaller properties, um, pretty dilapidated sometimes, sure, fixing them. So it's the same concept. Value add is kind of how you guys are Absolutely. making money in the car dealership correct. business. So correct. That's pretty cool to see. So going kind of going back a little bit, you guys. So you sort of started the business twenty thousand. Did things take off right away? Because you started in twenty twenty, right when things started getting hot. Mm-hmm. What was that initial period like? Actually, the the first six months were slow. Oh, first six months were slow, but um, we we just keep keep saying to each other, let's stick around. You know, business takes a long time to go. But we, we both had uh, some experience, have a capital experience to raise the capital. So uh, Marty has a, so actually Marty will go actually try to find customers instead of just sitting at the shop. Mm-hmm. So he'll go actually try to meet people, just like who's looking for the car. So actually he will also take the car, actually take it to the customer, have him test drive the car. So so that's actually helped us. First six months were slow, but it start, then we start selling three, four, five cars a month couple cars a week so then after like 
like end of 2020, we know it's 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 a solid business. Right, right. There was a, a model there. So he he kind of had like a concierge service initially, yeah, where kind of. driving to people, letting them test. That's pretty cool. And a lot of the big dealerships, they're not doing that. Yeah, nobody's doing that. So that's that's pretty cool. So yeah, that that's kind of what gave you guys the, the competitive advantage to, to to gain some traction there. So fast forward to today, what is what does a business look like today? I know you mentioned you had one employee. So Marty's son's working there now. Yeah, Marty's son's working there as a full-time employee. So we have also a part-time detailer okay. right now. Um, so right now, what we are focusing on actually is we, we are already expanding. So we bought actually the the building, the, the nice actually car dealership right now. So the person, the Marty's boss who sold the business to somebody, he actually couldn't make it work. So actually we bought the business from him. Now it's the same actually building we bought mm-hmm. from him. So it's a bigger building. We're going to have um, auto body, mechanic, oil changes, and full-time dealership. Yeah. So I think that's a pretty crazy story. So, so this was the building that your business partner, Marty, was working at initially. And he was working there for 10 years, 10 years right? Yeah. And then the owner of this building and this dealership sold it to another guy. Correct. Marty leaves. You guys start your own dealership at a different location. Mm-hmm. This guy, his business fails. Correct. And then you guys go back and buy that same building that Marty used to work in for 10 years. Correct. That's, that's actually interesting. So Marty, in the beginning, Marty actually talked about buying the building. But I was against it because so, uh, as a business owner, I, I just wanted to try it out. I didn't want it to have a large overhead. We would buy a half a million dollar building and now we have a taxes, insurance, principal and interest, mm-hmm. maintenance, repairs and everything else that comes with it. Right. So like, Marty, let's start something somewhere where the overhead is low and then we can, after that, once this works, we can buy, buy the building. So now actually, we were actually wanted to go to Fargo side, not Dakota side. But this building was there. Uh, it's in Minnesota. It's in Mohan, Minnesota yep. still. So the building is there. Marty is familiar with the building. It's, it's, it's a really good location. So I thought, well, let's, let's just keep going there. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice building. I always drive past it. Every time I drive past it, I, th- I always think to myself, oh, that's Kumar's new yeah, building there. That's, that's, yeah, that's so, cool. so tell us, you know, a lot of people listening to this right now, they're, they're in real estate, mostly real estate investors. Um, what was, was there any kind of strategic play to buying the building that you wanted to take the new dealership to or what or was it just hey this building's for sale this is the right opportunity let's move it there versus just saying hey we can go find another location and just lease it out i think as we know things are a little expensive right now and very hard to find so our our thought was that marty already know the building we know what the traffic count is we know what kind of customer we're gonna we're going to attract. So we thought, like, you know, this is the right fit right now. And it's it's not very big, big building, but it's still good size. So that's what we need for our next step. So we don't want to sure. buy a lot bigger that we can handle. So actually, it's the right right building. It's, it's, it's all brick. So, you mm-hmm. know, it's nicely built. We know who built the building. So it's very solid, nice built building. So I thought, let's... Let's give it a shot. I think we, we we won't lose any money there for sure. Right, right. Interesting. So when you buy it for your business, can you are you guys using an SBA loan on that where you can just put 10% down? No. Or we, do you just buy like a traditional real estate yeah, asset? Traditional. We're, we're going to do 25-75 loan. Got it. 25% down. So. Got it. Interesting. Yeah, and, and you can even, I mean, once you guys grow out of that one, you could keep that building and use it as like a... Um, 
um, like a mechanic shop because it's it's fitted for uh, as a mechanic shop right now as well. Yes, mechanic shop, auto body, right? Paint booths, everything's there. So actually, our plan is for the future to have another location in North Dakota side and still keep this location. Got it. So then, right. then you'll cover the both market for. Yeah, interesting. So you know, on the real estate side. Um, you know, we we talk a lot about this. Is you know, when you're when you start doing something like, like buying apartments, for example, mm-hmm. you start realizing there's a lot of other businesses that that are involved in that, which you can maybe also have control over. So, for example, on your side, you know, like you have the property management, you have the construction side, you have the flooring side. Mm-hmm. Um, are you are you trying to do something similar with the dealership? Have have those different uh, ancillary services? So yeah, we, what we are trying to do is actually to have a good mechanic. And, uh, so we have a mechanic services, oil changes and stuff like this and good auto body guy. Or it could be the same person too. So that's what we are actually trying to figure out right now is to have, and actually we have a couple of people picked out. So that's what we are thinking. So we have these couple of things as a one-stop shop, you know, people can fix things. We can do the oil change. We have a repeat customer mm-hmm. over and over and over again. So that's yep. what we are thinking. Yep. Yep. Good deal. Good deal. So right now you guys are, so when are you closing on this new building now? Uh, in a couple of months. A couple of months. So okay. we're, we're thinking probably middle of May to end of May. Got it. Got it. And, um, are you going to up your inventory once you get into the new one? For sure. Yeah. For sure. We, we're going to add a lot more cars. Some so more cars. Absolutely. Is there enough room to park cars inside or you can have like a showroom inside there? Uh, you can, you can actually not, not right on the, right, the main part, but you can do it mm-hmm. on the garage part level. Got There's it. a couple of big garage bays you can actually sure, park a couple sure. of good cars. So. so in the winter, I've always wondered this. In the winter, people, the current dealership, they come inside, they just come to the office mm-hmm. and then you guys talk and then, Take them take for the test drive or Correct. whatever. Okay. So there, there's no, I mean, obviously you want to do at least walking around outside in the winter. As, yeah, in the winter. Possible. So they come in and you warm yep. the car and after yep. warming up, you, you go for a test drive. Nice, so. nice. So tell us some, I'm sure there's, you've had some crazy stories uh, in, in the dealership business. Yeah, like, like anything <laughs> else, right? So tell us, um, tell us something recently that, that's happened, that, some crazy stuff. So for the last couple of years, everything been pretty smooth, actually. Of course, maybe a couple of cars, we also lost some money too. Sure. It, it can happen. It's the name of the game. So we might have lost some money. Um, recently what happened was, uh, we had a girl who actually bought a car from us. So she had cash to pay. It was a $10,000 car, $8,000 car. So, we actually have been telling Marty that we cannot take cash. Cash, it, cash has problems, you know. Mm-hmm. The, the IRS will ask where the cash is coming from. Even we can prove it. But it's still, cash is a trouble. So cash, like she, <clears throat> cold hard cash, like bills. Yeah, she had like $10,000 bill, $100 bills. Wow, okay. So she walked in and she went to buy the car and Marty said we can't do it. So, um, so we told her to go, go get a check or something. So she actually gave us the check. So all the paperwork is done. <clears throat> And everything is uh, set, and she drove with the car, and next couple of days, check bounced. <laughs> so check bounced, and we saw looking for her, of course. Yeah. So we called the cops, first of all. That's what you do first. So cops said, the car is not stolen, so there's nothing they can do. Why is it not stolen? It's not considered stolen because she didn't steal the car. We actually because you guys stolen. signed the the, the yeah, title over the title her. Ever. She has all the even if the check bounced. Well, that's a felony in itself, right? It is, but that's a process we have to follow. Sure, 
But then the, the, you always want to do the easy things first to yeah, recover yeah. your money. So he actually went to the address she gave us. So there's we couldn't find her. Mm-hmm. We knock at the door, nobody answered. <laughs> so now we're chasing somebody for the for the car. So to this day, we haven't we haven't found the car. You can actually put the insurance claim, but you you know how insurance works. Yeah, right? then you have to go through that whole thing. And plus, insurance will increase. You know, yeah. they'll they'll get their money one way or the yeah. other. Yeah, yeah. So so we are still looking. So we are hoping we'll find it. So but we are <laughs> <laughs> we are out ten thousand dollars right That's now. That's crazy. And and this was recently. This happened. Yeah, let me ten to fifteen days ago. Ten to fifteen days ago. So now we made the rule that we only can take cashier's checks. So, right. So in the in the used car car dealership, you have to be careful. You cannot just say like, oh, make strict rules. Then, you know, you can lose the customer. Person go make a cashier check, you know. They have a $10,000 cash. Bank gonna ask a lot of questions. Yeah. To give them a cashier check. So, it's, it's just, it's just depends. So we made a rule to get the cashier check. We'll see how it goes, but we are still looking for the car. Yeah. That's an, cause it, it's, it's tough. You know, it's like, where do you draw that line? Cause someone comes in, they have 10,000 cash. Mm-hmm. You don't sell them a car. They'll just go to the next dealership and those guys will sell them yeah. a car. Or, you know, a lot of time they just change their mind. Yeah. You just like go get something or get a check or cashier check. By the time they, they just change their mind. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so you have a missing car out there right now. Yeah, it's missing an action. That's for sure. So, so let's say you guys don't find this. A couple more weeks go by, you don't find the car. Are you going to take action with the check itself? Yeah. Can you do anything there? Yes, we 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 already talked to the attorney. So actually, it's a felony, but felony doesn't recover your money. Right. So that's that's a felony. So that's what we are working on. Putting her to the collections yeah. and doing all that. <laughs> just a, that's just a nightmare, though. <laughs> Correct. And and the next thing is that. Uh, yeah, we are, we're thinking about turning a claim to the insurance. Right. That's what we'll do. But we learned a lot. It never happened before. We took the checks before, cash your check. Cash. They all it's went never, through. It's all went yeah. through. It's, it's, it's never happened before, so. Yeah, I guess it's, uh, it's tuition, right? Is what we call it. Yeah, that's correct. You, you gotta live and learn. Yeah. I guess, yeah. So. Interesting. So going forward, you know, I, I know a big part of the car business, especially in the new car business, is financing. Sure. They don't make a lot of money on, on the actual sale of the car. They make it on financing. Um, have you guys thought about bringing in in-house financing and, and, and start making revenue through that aspect? So we are we are thinking how we can do the fine. We have a lot to learn in the financing side. Like you know, same thing. If if somebody stopped paying the payment, somebody has to keep track of the payment. They mm-hmm. stop paying the payment. How are we going to repo the car? Who who actually goes out, go out and repo the car? And majority of the time, when the, by the time you repo the car, it's nothing left of the car. So there's a lot to learn there. Mm-hmm. So we actually did connect it with some local banks and some other uh, financial uh, companies who actually set up their software system on your computer in the office and uh, we can set, set up a couple, couple terminals where actually they have a software you can they can run their application and tell them they are approved or not since we are working with them then we know the money is safe then we can sell them the car so that's the first thing we're going to do instead of just doing full-fledged financing the car interesting so so for you to bring it in-house, I know you, I know you mentioned you don't know a whole lot yet. Correct. Um, do, is it like a certain relationship you would have with a, a lender? Or how, how would, do you know how that would work? All the, all the lenders are pretty excited to actually, uh, finance the cars for, for the company who are actually selling the cars. So, or, or there's other, other financial institutes that they really want to do it. So actually that's, that'll be really nice, um, 
to actually have the person comes in. A lot of people actually ask about financing. So the customer comes in, we can tell them, yes, the financing is available. Whatever that, to, to the customer is financing. Whoever is doing it is just, it's just like making their life easy. So we have a financing, we have oil changes, we have mechanic shop, we have auto body. So actually that's what we're trying to do to bring all that together. But that's what we, we're going to do first before we do full-fledged financing to just bring a couple of these local banks where you have a easy access to them and the customer or we can go there very quick and come back. And that's what we are thinking about doing first before we do anything else. Sure. So so connect the customer directly with the bank first. Th- through through the technology. So they don't have to go to the bank. Oh, so sure. So here's, here's your pay stubs. Here's your credit scores. Your, all, everything is ran. And, oh, here comes pop-up. You're approved for $10,000 car. Now they know exactly right at the bank, like pre-approval process at the real estate. So now they're at the... At the dealership, they know actually we what car we can buy. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I've always been curious on the financing side, you know, because here banks, like when they finance a, a, a real estate, piece of real estate, like they sell off the loan most of the time, right? Sure. I've always been curious on the car side, what happens with that loan? Because these, these, these dealerships that are financing... They're probably not holding those loans. No, I, I suppose they are shorter loans, though. I mean, they're only three-year, three to five-year loans. Yeah, or six. Actually, um, I don't think dealerships are actually doing the loan, anyways, because in the past, what experience I had is that uh, you always have a loan with the bigger company, like Wells Fargo or, or U.S. Bank, or some something is actually holding that note or Chase. Mm-hmm. So actually, uh, I, I'm not really sure if actually a dealer is actually financing and. Keeping the that part of the money actually in house or anything. Sure, so. sure. So then they must be making a <clears throat> they must be making a couple points just from doing the loan with that bank, they like a mortgage be, broker, correct. essentially. Yeah, they must be making some that interesting. Cut out of that, interesting. Yes. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. So what what's next? You know, I mean, you guys are dominating right now. Uh, I don't know about dominating, but... <laughs> well, you're getting there. I mean, you've had a lot of growth. You started this yeah. business, you know, a year and a half ago. You're selling like 20, 30 cars a month. But growth is tremendous. That's that's for sure. Um, no, we're excited. It's, it's, it's just uh, what excites me more than the business is connecting with like-minded people, mm-hmm. uh, people who actually have same kind of goals uh, as you. So that that's what excites me the most. And actually, also what excites me is that you know, just making it work, like, you know, it, it just, I can do car business, whoever thought I can ca- do a car business, right. so now I know a lot about car business out there, so going next is, next step is to having the building and making it successful, uh, Go taking it to the next level, it's a nice building, so um, remodel it a little bit and have double the inventory. Yeah, so, very cool. So, so taking it to the next level, what what does that mean for you guys? Is that buying other dealerships out, or just expanding the current dealership, Ex- getting into new cars? No, expanding the current dealership. So that's okay. we we we're gonna stick to the used cars. Used cars. We we, yeah. we don't know much about, uh, or actually, I don't know much about the new cars yet. Sure. So the idea is to stick to the used cars, and uh, just expand it, double the inventory, yeah. double the sales. So that's what we are kind of focusing. Interesting. On, so. What about like motorcycles and RV homes, stuff like that? Have you guys uh, looked into that? That's interesting. I, I I don't know if Marty ever looked. The majority of the time, we we sell the 
sell the cars. Uh-huh. But I know a couple of times in his old dealership, I see some RVs and stuff like this. Sure. Uh, big thing that sell is the trucks. You know, pickup trucks. Pickup trucks. If yeah. you find the pickup trucks, that's where the money is. Yeah, you yeah. can make a lot of money in the pickup trucks. Yeah, especially in this region. You know, absolutely. people we love our pickup trucks. Oh, that's for sure. <laughs> Everybody want a pickup truck. So. Good deal. So, so going forward, you know, um, what are what are some of your goals just in the next five years? Just uh, maybe have a second location okay. in the North Dakota, Get on the North Dakota side. side. North Dakota side. Add a couple more uh, sales people. Okay. And uh, have a in-house actually full detailing in-house. That's that's a big business actually. Mm-hmm. So the 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 dealership we have right now, the 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 location we have right now, we are actually going to convert that to the the detailing shop. The one, the current dealership. Current so dealership. once you move into the new building, this one will be the detailing. Shop. Yes, we, we are going to turn cool. that to the detailing shop. And so, so anyone can come here, and these are just your cars that so, you'll detail. So that's our, our our plan is to have just detailing for anybody. For anyone. Anyone. That's pretty so cool. That's what we are thinking about. Doing, Interesting. So. so when it comes to marketing, you know, I know you mentioned some of the things that your business partner Marty was doing early on. Um, what does it look like right now? Do people just drive up and just show up and buy a car, or are you getting ads? I know I've seen I've seen you guys do stuff on Facebook and stuff yes. like that. What's driving the, the the leads right now? Facebook is huge. Yep. Social media, Facebook is huge. Of course, we have the website where we list the cars and stuff, and try to drive the traffic to the website from the social media. But social media is very huge. If you can keep up and you can answer questions. Car sells very quick on social right, media. Right, right. Interesting. Yeah, and we've seen, you know, on our side of the, the real estate business, social mm-hmm. media has been very powerful Absolutely. for us too. Absolutely. It's crazy, and it's free. You it's know, crazy. It's, it's crazy what, what you can do out there well, yeah. as long as you're just consistent. Absolutely. So, you know, one thing I've always wondered is, you know, every uh, sector, every industry, it starts to evolve with with the times, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, retail evolved into e-commerce, mm-hmm. Um Et cetera, et cetera. Tech has been evolving. You know, even the internet, Facebook is now going to meta world. Now there's NFTs, all that. What do you see as the future in the car, in the used car business sales? Because, you know, everything's going to change eventually. What, what do you see on that side? What I think is this is pretty recession proof business because people going to need the transportation. Mm-hmm. So the car that we actually are selling cars that are between Seven eight thousand to less than fifteen thousand. I think that market that market going to be there for a while. I really think. I don't think that's going to change very soon. Yeah. <clears throat> but mainly this part of the world where public transportation and the weather is just so harsh. Yeah. And public transportation is not widely available. You know, it's available, but just waiting outside yeah, for a sucks. bus for twenty minutes. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah. In minus twenty is just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just not, not fun. That's no joke. So I think that's going to stay for a while. And I agree with you. I think the market will always be there. What do you think about the buying process? Like, do you think that'll change as, as you know, technology starts to catch up? Or it's probably already changing a little bit. I, I noticed. I forgot the name of the company that's actually selling the cars, uh, delivering the cars without people seeing it. Yeah, I think Car Carvana yeah, is one Carvana. of them. There's, there was one yeah. more very famous. I can't remember the name. So people are buying it. Uh, but the thing is then, 
the customer service is not there. People complain about people complain about connecting with people, you know, mm-hmm. telling them like, hey, just like if you have a problem, just come back, you know, just come back if you have a problem. Mm-hmm. So that's actually huge for those those clientele because that's all the, that's their biggest purchase, mm-hmm. you know, that we talk about in the in the real server about house being the biggest purchase. Uh, the, the customer going to do that's in the car business that's that's the biggest purchase they have so so i i, re- I really think that connecting with the people is very important and to making a sale yeah that is interesting you know and and we kind of saw that on the on the real real estate sale mm-hmm. side too so zillow you know they tried to do everything rem- remotely or through the app yes. and um, you know as we saw i think a few months ago they they lost like 70 million dollars trying to do that and Correct. um but there's always this aspect of, you know, when people purchase, when they're making a big purchase, like a home or a car or something like that, uh, they always want some kind of, they want another human, human there. Yeah. You know, they want that personal connection. Comfort. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially when it's your first time buying something. Right. Like, you, you need that personal connection. So it's interesting, you know, what will happen because the real estate sales have been the same for 20, 30 years now, probably right. even more than that, mm-hmm. right? And Zillow tried to disrupt it, but they kind of failed. And, and there's other companies out there that are maybe doing something here and there. But for the most part, it's the same way. Same you way. buy you buy a home the same way you do today as you did 30 years ago. Correct. With the exception, you know, you can look at stuff online and mm-hmm. whatever. Um, I kind of see like maybe the car sales being the same way. Um, maybe maybe gets you know you guys kind of incorporate tech a little more into it, where people can maybe tour stuff vir- virtually before they get Correct. there, but. There, there always seems like there's going to be that aspect of a human connection that's going to be needed. Actually, surprisingly, people like to touch and feel the car, actually, before they buy more than probably a home. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes I think, like, people like to feel it, how it drives, you know, how fast it drives. So it's, it's actually a more, it has a fun aspect to it. So, so actually, I, I think that, and, and we always tell people, you know, if, if, if something wrong with the car, just come and we fix it too. A lot mm-hmm. of time, and car can have an issue. You know, you a lot of time we don't know if the car has an issue. We check it, our mechanic checks it, and everything. It can still have an issue. So let's say somebody drove off, and let's say next day they have a problem. Of course, it's sold as is all the used cars, but we try to fix it up. Okay, well, let's let's spend a couple hundred bucks in house and fix the car. And then keep the customer for life, yep. and they can bring more customers. So that's actually very powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Interesting. So you know, before we kind of end it here, um, one thing I've always wondered is, you know, from your perspective, as now being an owner, an owner of a dealership, mm-hmm. if I or someone out there that's listening wants to go buy a car. You know, what are some tips that you can give us to, to get us the best deal? Because sometimes that can be a process, right? You Correct. know, the whole uh, negotiating and all that kind of that goes into it. So what are some insider things that you can tell us? So we have a small car dealership, first of all. So I cannot talk on the behalf of big dealers. Sure. So I, I think right now the, where the market is going with the big dealers are it's just one price. That's the price. And, you know, there's not much we can do about it. That's what every big dealer is going Especially through. right now. Yeah, I mean, right things now. are crazy. Yeah, I, I think even before that, there was a trend going on. You know, fair fair market selling price or something. There, there's a term for that. So I think small dealers are still negotiating. So I think the biggest thing you will you can do to have your cash ready 
have your cashier's check ready or have a letter from the bank or something, bank statement maybe. So just like I have the money, I have the money, I can buy the car. That actually motivated a dealer pretty quick. Uh, the margins are not huge, really big, but if we can make $1,500 in a car instead of $2,000 a car, but we know the customer is solid and they have the money, they can actually perform, we'll do it. Right, yeah. right. I think that's the biggest thing. Just get your money ready and show it to the dealer that I have the money. Interesting. So in the used car, it sounds like cash is king. Versus in new cars, it's the other way around, right? Because usually you get a better deal if you finance it. Finance it. Um, maybe it will change once we start financing it. We'll, we'll see. Sure. So right now, we are just not financing yeah. it. So cash is the king. So right these are now. tips to get a good deal at your dealership. Yeah, dealer, <laughs> or my dealership. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Just come on in with so the show, show you the money. Huh? That's <laughs> yes. the thing. Okay, so that's good to know. So, yeah, be ready, essentially, what it sounds Correct. like. Correct. And uh, it, it sounds like, yeah, the, the people who are ready are going to get better deals. Absolutely. Even if you're financing with another dealer or wherever you're going, if you're pre-approved, you're ready to go with your financing. A good credit score. Probably, yeah, the dealer is more you know, likely to work with you. Correct. Um, and, and that's kind of how we look at stuff in the real estate world too. You know, we, we give better deals to people who are easy to work with, make things easy, ready For to sure. go. So pretty cool. Well, I, I appreciate your time today, Kumar. And, and it's, it's, it's very crazy to kind of see you going from real estate to starting a dealership and succeeding in that. So congratulations to you and, Thank you. and your business partner, Marty, as well. Um, we'll have to have him on, on the podcast sometime. Let's do that. Absolutely. Uh, other than that, uh, thanks everyone for joining us and, uh, we'll be back again next week. Thank you.